I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. We are back. Better than ever, I think, um, here in season two. We like to think so. Yeah, we like to think so. <laughs> we have some uh, really fun episodes planned to kick off season two. Yes. That are about books, obviously, because that is what we love to talk about, but, but are book adjacent. Ooh, book, book adjacent. adjacent. That's great. Wait, is that a new theme that we're going to have now? Book adjacent. My life, I would call my life book adjacent. Yeah. That's how I, if people are like, hey, Morgan, tell me about you. I'm like, well... I have adjacent. a couple of toddlers and I'm book adjacent. So <laughs> what else do you need to know? So Put that in your bio. Right. These like a couple of kickoff episodes are uh, kind of recapping mm-hmm. some very fun things from season one. So they're yes. about books, characters, mm-hmm. themes, mm-hmm. all of the above from season mm-hmm. one. Um, before we jump into our book review episodes yes. um, for season two. Yes. Yeah. So don't worry. They'll be coming for sure. Coming we have a lot of fun. Yeah. We, they say. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I can't. I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> for so, this kickoff yes. episode, yes. we have some very amazing people here with us today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we are here. So the purpose of this episode is that <laughs> Thank you, that yeah, I'll, I'll get us there. Is we wanted to talk about characters that we loved, characters that we hated, and then couples that we were just wild, good, or just we wanted to learn more about. Um, so we mm-hmm. had from season one. From season one, yeah. Right. So we have two very special guests here to talk about Strength Finders. Don't you worry if you don't know what that is. We'll definitely give you an explanation. But mm-hmm. for now, we want to introduce Jillian and Brianna. Welcome, ladies. Hey guys. Hey. Thanks hey. for having hey. us. Hey. So much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Shameless fan. I'm a shameless fan. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we're shameless fans we of you so. two. So. That's true. Actually, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> Um, so I think from a housekeeping perspective, got a lot of fun things, fun things planned for season two. So stay tuned, follow us on Instagram if you don't, because we'll be posting all of our updates there. Mm-hmm. Even some merch this season. Oh my gosh, guys. Get, Get excited. excited about that merch. We'll be so excited. Um, right. don't you worry. We'll be shouting it from the rooftops. Maybe mm-hmm. take out a billboard. Don't know how that would help our online audience, but you know. <laughs> Not sure either, but it's a good idea. That's a great idea. I'm all go big or go home, you know what I mean? That's right. Um, and so, Madeline, do you want to talk through some of the books that we're going to be talking about today? Yes, I do. So, books that are on this episode will be Christy yes. by Catherine Marshall. Thank you. Um, Redeeming Love, Francine Rivers. Mm-hmm. The Outlaw's Twin Sister by Stephen Bly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braced for Love by Mary Connolly. Mm-hmm. And we also, okay, two more, Murder, Mayhem, and a Fine Man by Claudia Mayer Bernie. Bernie. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And then um, Plot Twist by your girl, Bethany Turner. Friend of the pod, beloved by all, Bethany Turner. Yes. Bethany Turner. (laughs) That was a fun episode. That was a fun episode. That's where we met Bethany for the first time. That was... Through, through the plot twist episode. Yep, yes. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, so I think a couple of these books had some trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Redeeming Love mm-hmm. and Murder, Mayhem, and a Fine Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. So same Those trigger apply. warnings apply to this episode because mm-hmm. we may or may not talk about some of the subject matter from those mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Just so you know. Awesome. 
Yeah, great. Thank you, Madeline. So um, before we get started with the characters that we love um, section, could Jolie and Brianna, you guys define what Strength Finders is and tell our audience kind of why it would matter to them? Yeah, I, you know, what's fun to me is Strength Finders is a way of um, understanding how somebody's hardwired. And so Brianna and I really had fun with these, um, it's basically character analysis, you know, taking a deeper dive into these characters and saying, why did they do that? I bet you why. <laughs> so it just was really fun. We were having a lot of fun. We were, uh, we get the opportunity to work together. And so for us, this was like, it was a new experience. So we do this with people in our businesses, in the businesses exactly. that we work with. Yep. And so when Odette and Morgan and Madeline, when you guys asked us to, to do this on characters, we thought, okay, this is different. We get to apply what we do to books. And I'm, I love books. Um, I know, Jolene, you're a book reader too, so we're yeah. pumped. Um, so yeah, what we're going to be doing is just like looking at d different characters and seeing what are some of the strengths that we see in each of these characters um and both like the blind side mm -hmm. of these strengths yeah, the and like yeah the basement and the balconies of these strengths yep. which we'll get into yep. in a little bit but yeah yeah, I love that. I'm so yeah. excited. I'm so excited. And also it should be known that both um, Jolene and Brianna are Gallup Strengths certified coaches. So yes. they do this professionally. Incredible. I've worked with both of them before and life-changing. So They know their stuff is they, what we're saying. They really yes. do. Yes. Um, so let's dive in. Whoa. Let's dive <laughs> let's in. Let's dive in. I thought yes. you were about to say to start Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Okay. Right. So the first section is obviously characters who we loved. Mm -hmm. Juliana from Outlaws Twin Sister being... The one that we wanted to start with. Oh my gosh. We so should we give, loved her. We loved yes. her. Love, love, loved her. So should we give a quick recap on her? Probably. Yes. Okay. Very yeah. brief. Remember yes. that brief. Juliana was the outlaw's <laughs> twin sister. So her brother, her like twin brother Guillermo was in prison. In the Mexico prison. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. In a Mexican prison. And she, she, he had like a gang of cronies who were trying to convince her to help. Mm -hmm them get him out of prison and she ends up meeting this notorious gunslinger very sooty <laughs> del norte oh del norte steamer guys i'm literally blushing like it's we love del norte we love him he was wow. top one of the oh top men more on him more on him in another episode <laughs> Don't i guarantee you it but so basically her and del norte go on this like journey to um Save Guillermo because save Guillermo. Uh, yeah. Save her estranged father. Uh -huh. There's like another notorious gunslinger, Ramona Hawk. Oh, that's right. In the mm -hmm. mix, it's just a it's a very fast like, classic paced, western. All very over the good. place. Very Great. fun. Stephen Bly is an incredible writer. Really, uh -huh. really strong female characters throughout yes. the book. Yes. She lives in a delightful little town called Lords. Lordsville. Well, yes, and she makes Lordsville. jewelry. Yes, yes. Um, south in uh, New Mexico, mm -hmm. and she makes jewelry, which is really, really fun. So that's yes. a summary. And of course, at the end, Del Norte and her end up together. Spoiler alert! But yes, absolutely. Spoil of our own spoiler alert. From yes. So I have a question for you guys. Yeah. When you are looking at this character, Juliana, mm -hmm. right, that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. Like, how, how would you describe her personality? Like, if you could put it in three words or three okay. phrases. What would you say? Strong. Mm -hmm. She sticks to her guns. Yep. Mm -hmm. Western. <laughs> she also has um, a really big heart to help people and to figure out like solutions, even if she's faced with in like immeasurable odds or impossible mm -hmm. odds. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Super independent. Yeah. Because she's always just kind of mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. She's been on her own. Yeah. Like her she's sister, her sister died, and her sister had a son, and she took her. To her yes. Yeah. Is raising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She's also very that generous kind of with her time. Very generous. And her mm-hmm. things, and it, kind of every part that she has, she's very generous. Yes. Mm-hmm. A couple of thoughts that I had had when I was um, doing a little research on her character, because this is. Uh, you know, I definitely see the um, restorative strength. You know, she's yeah. a bit of a hot mess. So, yeah, it's like like in the concept of all over, mm-hmm. like gonna something's broken, I'm going to fix it. Like, yeah, I saw her true. like kind of mm-hmm. scrambling yeah. to fix in other people's lives, but mm-hmm. also in her own. Like, so that, yeah. that idea, so there's a lot of strength in that. Mm-hmm. I also... Um, I don't know about you, but yeah. I saw I saw belief. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, one hundred percent. Such a cause. Yes. I saw that in a few of the characters I did that too. we're gonna talk about. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. And what's the belief's like catchphrase of that yeah. strength? They're cause driven. It's like cause-driven. they get behind something, and it's a cause. It's so right. it drives them, and mm-hmm. you know, and in the raw, they can feel oppositional because something comes <laughs> against that cause. If not, mm-hmm. somebody's not on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and in that, when they get into that balcony and into that mature place, they become advocates for the cause. So mm-hmm. it's like. I saw that with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just for the listeners, so what you guys will hear us do is reference some of these strengths as we're looking at these characters. So um, strength finders, it's a personality assessment. We say personality, I think it's much more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. But essentially what it does is it looks at where are people ranked in regards to 34 strengths. Um, so all 34 strengths are inside of every single person. But with these characters, you're going to hear us referencing one or a couple of, th- of these 34 strengths. So yeah, Jolene, to your point, that you feel are like that at the we top. see, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, we're we're this we're getting this from a book, yeah, like exactly, just, yeah. right. and just how how the the narrator, the author, mm-hmm. chose to um, show these characters, and so this is just looking at it, kind of making a best guess, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, we wouldn't actually normally do this with, like, true human beings. I wouldn't no, just look no, at them and say, oh, my gosh, characters. you're totally restored. <laughs> like, we just yeah. wouldn't do that. This is a fictional character, This is though. a fictional so character, yeah. so, a so we can break the rules a little yeah. bit for this. Yes. <laughs> you can't ask a physical, uh, fictional character to take a test and have a deep, personal yes. insight into their own psyche. Like, that. that's not... So we just get to guess. Yeah, exactly. We get to have fun and guess. This is when you get to. Normally, you can't. But one of the things, too, I found myself doing way more with the fictional character mm-hmm. than we would ever do in a real life situation yeah. is looking at these characters' flaws or their mm-hmm. basements mm-hmm. or their, mm-hmm. you know, the, where they're raw because that's... It's a lot easier to identify. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's easier to identify possibly mm-hmm. what we're dealing with is like an achiever. I found she's got like that mm-hmm. whole setting the pace, Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. do it myself. I'm going to go with the speed I need to go at. Yeah. Come with me or don't. I don't mm-hmm. care. I've got to go. So, but, you know, yeah. I got that more from the, the balcony of... of you know, that mm-hmm. untouchable part yeah. of it. Of yeah. the I was thinking she actually might have a little bit of command mm-hmm. in there as yeah. well. Oh, absolutely. So command is that one who takes charge. Mm-hmm. It's like, kind of like what Jolene was yep. saying, like, you, like this is where we're going, mm-hmm. and there's no arguments here. And so, but they're also, mm-hmm. they can come across as like that mama bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the yeah. fact that she took her, you know, her, was it her nephew? nephew? Yeah. Her Papa. nephew oh, yeah. in, yeah. and like she's constantly looking for the one, like to take care of the one who's hurt and mm-hmm. be the one to, that's in the protection mode. Mm-hmm. That's why I was thinking like, oh, she that's might have good. a little bit of that in there as well. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And they're extremely loyal. Yes. Yeah. Very, very loyal. Uh-huh. Command is by definition yeah. loyal. Mm-hmm. Well, and that would also help because she runs her own business. And if you think about the context of a Western, like mm-hmm. running it's your like, own business, right, it's like 18, and that yeah, early right, on to yes. be a woman right, running a jewelry store that yeah. feels like a uh, luxury mm-hmm. item, like you definitely have to have a mm-hmm. level of 
being able to command a space and a presence mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. True. So that would that would make sense in my yeah. mind that oh, command yeah. would mm-hmm. be part of hers. Yeah, she was um, definitely navigating some interesting situations, right? So like many. Running in, like trying to go yeah. into the store and then be outside. Like when was it? Like she was hiding. Oh, when Del- yes, Del- when Del- 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 was injured. Like, and the gang was outside oh, and then there were people gosh, in the, yes. yeah, it was a whole situation. I'm like, you know what? I probably would have crumbled, but not someone with command. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's true. Yeah. That's so true. Also, someone who lives in the 1890s. I feel like well, people were, yeah. were a little bit. They're done, folks. <laughs> exactly. Because they didn't know anything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. They were that's fair. Yeah. 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 They were literally just trying to survive every day. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So those were my thoughts, too. Those are some of my thoughts. I, I, when I, the only other strength that came to mind when I was listening to her story is potentially strategic because she always mm-hmm. seemed to kind of know which mm-hmm. was the next direction. Mm-hmm. She'd mm-hmm. go jump. Could be the restorative that was just figuring yeah. out the solution. Yeah. But I thought she could have a strategic element in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of figuring out patterns and jumping yeah. over mm-hmm. walls and figuring out what she needed to do to get it done. What do you yeah. guys think were her downfalls? Hmm. Um, probably not dealing with the trauma of the Ramona Hawk situation where she was oh, basically ensnared yeah. by Ramona Hawk, if we remember, um, and she thought she would fell in love with a man after she came out to kind of society and ended up being Ramona Hawk, who was a gun famous female gunslinger who wanted to rob her. And so, so she, she never, so she didn't really get over that. And yes, through the process of fa- falling in love with Del Norte, she definitely did. But I do think that level of trauma needs to be dealt with on your own, not with a man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at you. I, I made eye contact with Morgan. <laughs> I you know me, Odette. It's Del Morte. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she just gets all crazy. <laughs> but I agree with everything that you're saying. Yeah, yes, no. for sure. That's, yeah. that's probably the primary downfall of hers that we see in the book, yeah, anyways, right. is yeah. that she has all of this trauma that she's just like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. Right. But also like with her, with her father yeah. as well. Yes. Like, oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like, she based and her brother totally estranged from him. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 She's going to keep my head down and keep moving forward. Yeah. And exactly. Not deal with the things that mm-hmm. have yeah. tried to trip me. Yeah. 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 I'll focus mm-hmm. on moving, moving ahead and I'm mm-hmm. not going to let things ensnare me, but then I'm going to like, be afraid to plunge into some things and be afraid to trust and but also be je- like yeah so I feel yeah. like it's the all ties to that like level of her not being willing to kind of work through that trauma on her own yeah, so. yeah for sure you know trauma in and of itself isn't necessarily subject to a specific strength but the way that we deal with the trauma can be mm-hmm. um and you know oftentimes and we see this all the time in, in the workplace as well is that people are operating in the shadows of their so we call them strengths but really they're neutral so if you're constantly in the shadow of a strength, really, you're not really operating in it mm-hmm. as a strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that we always say, which is fun when you start to look at some of these characters, is that, like, it, you can have hope because if you're operating in the shadow of one of your strengths, think about what other strengths you do have to pull you out of the mm-hmm. shadow. Wow. Yeah. And I think that is something that is really powerful mm-hmm. with the work that we do, but you also get to see with some of these characters, mm-hmm. it's like, man, there's always hope. Because if I feel super bogged down or like this area, I don't know how to climb out of it, mm-hmm. I can think about another aspect of mm-hmm. who I am and lean into that mm-hmm. in order to get some light. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah. that does make yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think about the author <clears throat> um, and and how they dived into these character analysis. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's so many layers. Yeah. And how oh, yeah. they lean in, I, I just think it's, it's always, to mm-hmm. me... 
exciting and, and interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I, especially when you start doing something like this, you're thinking, mm -hmm. what were they thinking about as they wrote this line? Yeah. <clears throat> um, what was she bringing with her in that moment? Yeah. What yeah. part of her past? What part of her trauma? Yeah. What part of her was yeah. actually responding out of that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the one thing is Stephen Bly, the author, has such a colorful like uh, story. He was like the mayor of... Winchester, while he oh, was yeah. while he was writing books, yeah. he's a crazy, a very like famous Christian <laughs> Western writer, and we all said too because I had read him as a child and loved him, but they had was there was a little skepticism, which I didn't realize until we started recording that episode in reading a male author's perspective of a strong female character, <laughs> yeah. which oh, right. like but like a romance, well, yeah. yes, yeah. heroine, like, yes, yeah. I, I, written yes. by a man, written by a man, and I was like, this is gonna be garbage, yeah, um, and it's and I was like, like we it have to, read and this. it was really good, it was, it was yeah. really well. Very well done. So I feel like the depth, Jolene, to your point, of kind of what he brought had to be like some layers. Because also all the characters had that in different ways. But mm -hmm. Juliana, for sure, was a very... She had a lot of depth to her, too. So I feel like that always adds to it. We love you, Juliana. Mm -hmm. Always and forever. Even though you're okay. fictional. You're real to us. Fictional. You, are, you will be real in our hearts. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the next one. Yes, let's do it. This is still in Characters We Love. Uh-huh. Um, the other character that we have to talk about, mm -hmm. guys, is Christy. Oh, how could we? How could we do this episode and not talk about Christy? Of Christy, uh, our love, Christy. So who is based on a real, real person? Real person. Yes. Oh. oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Catherine Marshall, who wrote Christy, yeah. her mom. That's it's her mom's story. Leonora, Leonora Woods, or yeah, yeah. yeah it's based on like her that. mom's like actual life. Who story. went to the Appalachian Mountains to and became a school teacher and. Yep. What do you guys like best about Christie's yeah. character? Before we dive into that, should do, should we give a really really quick summary about about the book? Or do you think yeah, like how we did, we did for <clears throat> yeah, the yeah, first one? probably yeah, yes. Kind of thing. Okay, I'll do it really quick. Time. Okay. There we go. No, just kidding. I won't speed. Um, so Christie <laughs> is someone. She's nineteen. She it's the night early nineteen early nineteen twelve. Yeah. yeah. Like so she goes um to be a school teacher in a very very remote town in the Appalachian Mountains mm -hmm. that has hardly any kind of like real resources that even in the 1912s were available and Correct. basically along the way really has to develop because it's a school a one-room schoolhouse so she has kids of all ages she's very mm -hmm. young but like basically through the story she finds god mm -hmm. there's really good um character dynamics there is david right who's mm -hmm. the david great the mission and then who, who neil, McNeil. neil mcneil who's like a doctor who lives in the community but yeah. he's not associated with the mission there's yeah. alice henderson who's mm -hmm. like leading the mission mm -hmm. Um, so it's just like this beautiful story yeah. of Christy finding God, like yes. you said, and like learning who he is and who she is in his plan. Yeah. And there's a love triangle, of course. <laughs> Christy, David, and Neil. Yes. Ooh, the, yeah. love, the love triangle. The, uh, the OG love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and that's the summary. And of course, you know, she helps the town and grows as a person and does all these things. There's yeah. also the plague in that one, too. So that one's a huge part. Typhoid epidemic. Yes. 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 The plague. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I remember it was really there dramatic. Was, there was an the, epidemic. They both looked at me like, the I plague? Was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yes. It was the, 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 the last half of the epidemic. book was about it. Yeah, no, it was a big yeah. deal. It's a very big deal. Christy almost dies, but she doesn't. Um, and she ends up happy with her and Neil uh, end up together um, and it's a great book mm -hmm. yes so that's a summary whenever I was doing a little bit of like you know research mm -hmm. about Christy like prior to showing up at the little Appalachian town mm -hmm. she's from a 
fairly prominent. Mm -hmm. in Knoxville, right? Class. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of upper middle class. Yeah. Family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her family's relatively wealthy. Compa especially compared to where she you know, <sighs> was going. Right, yeah. right. Yes. right. Yeah. For sure. And so one of the things that it mentioned Actually, was that she yeah. attended dances and mm -hmm. she liked to, you know, go to parties mm -hmm. and, and that sort of thing a lot. So I really felt like one of the potential strengths would be woo. The ability mm -hmm. to network, the enjoyment of mm -hmm. meeting new oh, people. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. We're and I'm watching yes. the way that she would pull the Appalachian mm -hmm. people, like just the idea of so how what she, is woo? Winning, winning others, others over. over. Yeah. yeah and it's, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And you would watch her. I mean, I saw it in the dance, you know, thinking about mm -hmm. someone who likes to do that. No. And the mailman when she first got to <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. She convinces, she convinces ben him yeah. to like, don't worry, I've got this. To Let's take go. her on this Even though she really didn't have it. No, she didn't have it. She doesn't even have the right shoes. In her Victorian, in her like, Pointed yeah. boots. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. That was, yes. that was a Victorian. <laughs> they could have been now. They would have been new. They no. would have been new. Oh, of course. She, she, was, she, she, she was wealthy middle well, class. And yes. she did shop at Bon March. It was like this place oh, where yes. she shopped. Yes. And it was no. kind of trendy and it was oh, kind of classy. Yeah. So yeah. there was also this element of wanting like significance, which yeah. is a strength that wants yeah. to make an impact on the earth. I mm -hmm. think they're usually oh, you're drawn yeah. to presence, mm -hmm. like the way you present yourself. Present yourself. Yes. And yes. she influence. she writes all those letters to like Correct. CEOs of companies. Oh, like yes, and she gets all those donations. And then David's like, nah, stop Why are we the doing that? Yeah. Stop yeah. with the it free sense so Why do we need these, this <laughs> telephone? I gotta put this up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because it's like the way you would do that. Like, why wouldn't you? These are the people that, this is our audience. Right, mm -hmm. I thought that was. I was also mm -hmm. thinking this would be another character who potentially could have belief in her top. Yes. Yes. I said that as well. Too. Oh, mm -hmm. sure. Just because she's so cautious, like she's nineteen, right? Yes, right. So you know, I was trying to think, put myself in her shoes, because <laughs> I'm like, man, when I was nineteen, I was a baby, basically, still. <laughs> and I, I, I will say though, I think the the time in which she lived mm -hmm. probably changed, like the way, like nineteen year olds during that time are probably very different than oh, nineteen year old women. Yeah. In sure. 2023, yeah. right? So they were much like they. A lot of them were married, had a couple kids at oh, that yeah. point, or yeah. even about to, you know. And so yeah. like they, they, they had, they ran their own home. So there was a little bit of maturity that we may not mm -hmm. see like in today's. Mm -hmm. However, you're still 19, okay? right? Yeah. And so <laughs> the fact that a 19 year old was so caused, like you know, had such a strong cause to mm -hmm. take care of these kids, to learn about the community, and to really. Um, like be a proponent mm -hmm. of the like characteristics of that culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yes. it was really so, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And one of the things too about belief is it's like this um, um, really strong presence. It's got like a weightiness about it. Mm -hmm. And if the person who has belief doesn't have someone else carrying belief, oftentimes they're not as attractive. And Neil McNeil, who she ended up with, David, oh. both were very cause-driven. Both yes. these individuals Absolutely. that yes. she was so attracted to. 100%, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and ended up, you know, with Neil but, but the thing of it is, it's like they're both, like, driven by individual causes. Mm -hmm. Medicine in the Appalachian. God yeah. in the Appalachian. Mm -hmm. I yeah. That's something that's very attractive to someone who has belief. You need that person mm -hmm. to be also driven by a cause and ultimately one of a huge pivotal scene in the book and kind of what drives her more towards neil i think is that whole scene when she's like 
this is what Neil said that he believed and why he Correct. believes that David, what do you believe? And David and couldn't give her. this strong response. And he's she's like, like, you know what? Actually, I'm questioning everything. I don't know what I believe. Do I still want to be a pastor? And she's like, hmm. and she's like, wow. Okay, she's like, now is not the time. You are I'm not in crisis. You're a pastor. <laughs> I'm not crisis. You know what? I'm going to go back to my guest house. You're not strong enough to marry right, me. Exactly. Even though she couldn't articulate it in the moment, Correct. but she could feel it. Yeah. That's so like, interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. That's true, Morgan. That's like yeah. a really pivotal moment for that yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the other strength that I saw in her, just like all of her little interactions. It's kind of adaptability. Mm-hmm. Like she is a carpe mm-hmm. diem girl. Oh, she had to Seize be the day, right? Yeah. I mean, even just like wearing shoes she shouldn't have been wearing for the event. She she just like would yeah. not necessarily just like get yeah. out. And let's or do like this. when she discovered drunk pigs underneath the schoolhouse. Yes, right. I mean just all of the things. All of yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One let's of her just... students brought in a raccoon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. Let's yeah. just go figure it out. Right. Well, and, and that then that would have thrown me. Didn't she? Because yeah, really. then she told the the kid who brought in the raccoon. She was like, "Listen, you can bring it back to the last day of school, and we'll like do you know." Yeah. So she was like, "Hey, she, like, she was it. able to like come up with something." And he was like, so "Okay, quickly. yeah, 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 cool. yeah. Cool. yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> absolutely." Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think Christy. one of the my favorite things. There's so many good things. Is how resourceful she was and how willing she was to like just figure things out even if it was like unconventional like the way she was like well I'm sure there's other people who want to donate because I think it's that mixture of her upbringing in that upper middle or that middle class where she like understood that people have resources to give but they don't know where to give them and so I feel like that there was a lot of that that I was always really impressed by throughout the book oh yeah and just like her like her journey that you see yes of coming into an environment that is so harshly different from her oh, 100%, own. percent yeah. And, like, her immediate response is to judge what she doesn't understand, which is most people's immediate response. Sure. But then this beautiful journey and by the that she takes throughout the book, and by the end of the book, she's, like, seeing the world through these people's eyes and mm-hmm. seeing them for who God created them yeah. to be. And it's just, like, this beautiful, like, her own, her own cycle of growth that's so, like... Mm-hmm. apparent on the page. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful to read. Which mm-hmm. is like classic mm-hmm. belief, right? Yeah, so absolutely. in the raw of belief, we can be really judgmental. I have belief in my top. And <laughs> it, it really <laughs> is that like we're just super <laughs> oppositional and judgmental for those who don't believe in our cause. Huh. Um, but mm-hmm. like Jolene said, you become an advocate mm-hmm. for the thing that is in front yes. of you mm-hmm. if you you know if you align yourself with it. So I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned judgmental. Were there any other like flaws in her character that you guys saw? Um, I mean, she. I feel like a lot of the flaws, at least in my opinion, were like because of how young right, she like was, her mm-hmm. like her kind of just kind of like immaturity in right. general, Naivety or like maybe. yes, that's okay. that's probably a good way to say it. Just like she would just kind of jump to conclusions and make these well judgmental. That's it. like I don't know. That's it. Felt more like naivete mm-hmm. than anything is what she struggled with the most. And again, super different. You get it because you're like she comes from this world right. and she's going to this other crazy yeah. world and everything is so different and then also just these very like proud um what do they call themselves highlanders they called themselves yes, highlanders yes. these yeah. proud highlanders who didn't want to take charity didn't want it like we're just doing everything for themselves but mm-hmm. living in these abysmal conditions literally yeah. and she would just squalor. be like literal squalor mm-hmm. and so like she would often offend people because mm-hmm. she didn't understand mm-hmm. and she just thought that mm-hmm. uh, what 
why wouldn't you, this is this you this will help you you surely you don't like this yeah and I think that that was the biggest flaws yeah I don't know right. just but that's like right assumptions about yeah. making yeah. assumptions yeah. there you go and she was very headstrong too so like she wouldn't always that's listen true. when like Stubborn, someone for who sure. had yeah. something else to offer even if it was like a local Other, townsperson or yeah and she just struggled to because it was like hey I'm immersing myself in this culture and I'm bringing things to the table and I believe mm -hmm. in that I want to make your life better which is great but like the way she went about it sometimes it was more like young headstrong like she had right. a lot of gumption which was good but like right. sometimes Throw it came it all out yes. yeah Start fresh. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Mentality. Yeah. When yeah. it's like, but actually, like, if you're living with these people, it's taking time to get mm -hmm. to know. And she learned along the way. Because, again, and not that young is an excuse, but, like, she was so young and had never mm -hmm. lived outside of her town and probably never even really traveled. So she didn't really have any other realm to understand that so yeah. she just saw you're living in poverty i'm gonna say or like some of the, the superstitions that shoes. like they had yeah i'll get someone to get you new yeah. shoes yeah no problem yeah yeah not a big yeah. deal I can do that. which is like the heart behind it is the belief but the the way she went yeah is yeah. where so i think the fact that she was headstrong <clears throat> um especially at the beginning of the book i feel like towards yeah. the end of the book she stopped being so headstrong but yeah, because she learned she, she knew matured, the people yes. mm -hmm. sure, she yeah. matured as a person yeah and then she learned yeah. How, how to love them. How to navigate, exactly. And yeah. love them the way that they could accept love. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's possible she could have had um, some positivity, mm -hmm. that, and, you know, the strength yeah. of positivity. Yeah. yeah. It's a social influencer. So it's always looking for how to make things a bit lighter, a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how can I take this very enthusiastic? Um, you know, it's always sure. got this energetic generosity about it to. It, yeah. It's raw. It comes across sometimes um, a little bit insincere, maybe naive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. almost sure. superficial. Pollyanna. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, so it, it, I think maturity helps it to create an understanding of what this social setting needs to be influenced by. You mm -hmm. know, it is about maybe acknowledging um, versus trying to change. Right. So I would. No, I totally see agree. some of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> awesome. Do y'all have any, any anything else to say about Christy? Mm -mm. I mean, we could talk about her. We could yeah. Her. <laughs> so we did three about... hours of an episode on Christy. Literally, Christy. We, we probably could have double that easily. Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. pretty thick book. Yeah. It's it a big book. It is. It's a big book. Totally worth it, though. Okay, um, so the next section. Complete opposite. We did characters we, we love, so one now we have to do characters we hate. I'm excited about this one. No. <laughs> This I is... love talking about characters that I hate. Yeah, it's one of Morgan's favorite things. It is. It is. One she of my did petition things. to have Dave from the Negotiator in this, and Madeline and I shot her down because we did not have strong feelings about him. So this was like I don't more of a care collective. about Dave. It's, I don't. I don't He's dislike him enough worst. to do a whole episode about Dave. Um, but so this is these characters were hated by some. Mm -hmm. Or all of us. Mm -hmm. Some of us may yes. not have necessarily hated them. Some of us have very strong feelings about mm -hmm. them. Cough, cough, Cheyenne. Cough, cough. Um, and we're going to jump in right here. Yeah, so Cheyenne from Brace for Love. Let's do, do it. We want to do the okay, little... Okay, quick so, summary. I, yeah, quickly. Okay. Can you guys do a synopsis, not just of the the book itself, but can you give like a very, like, a very clear example of something that happened of why you hated this character. Oh, okay. Take it away, Madeline, because yes. Madeline's the one who hates Cheyenne Like, I want so a specific much. scene. Outline what mm -hmm. this scene oh, was I have a specific and what it looked like. Too. So if you don't have one, I have Okay, one. well, there's this scene in the book. So what happens is this person, this <laughs> patriarch of a family dies. Yes. And it's believed that he, he ends up having three sons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> By different women, yes. But um, none, so of the other, none of the other sons know about each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then there's like letters. 
Right. <laughs> There's letters sent out, and they have to come together. But his one son, Wyatt, has a half-sister named Cheyenne, and they have like 40,000-acre ranch. In like Wyoming, yeah. Massive ranch, and they were prepared to basically split it down the middle, Wyatt and Cheyenne, we're going to get, you know, each going to get half. And now there's these two other brothers that they have to split. That literally came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yes. So Cheyenne is literally furious mm -hmm. and spends the entirety of the novel, less the last two pages maybe, being incredibly furious about this entire situation, which is okay. Even the last two pages, she's like, "Well, I'm not as mad, but I still don't like you." No, but she's much. like resigned though. Right? Like, it's well, not. Yeah, she's not okay. No. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like she doesn't. It's oh, not okay. like she just okay. like snaps oh, her yeah, finger yeah, and is yeah, like, yeah. "You know what? I love you guys now." She no, doesn't no, no, even no, get no, that no, way. No, 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 no. She no. like resigns herself yeah. to the horrible reality that she's living in. <laughs> and then in one specific scene, I think it's the scene where basically. Kevin, who's the main guy, yeah, Kevin, one of the brothers, we... comes back and basically Wyatt is prepared to give Kevin a small portion of the ranch. Kevin's like, ah, listen, I don't need 10,000 acres, but mm -hmm. I'll a take this portion, like yeah. 200 over here in this corner. <laughs> Cheyenne loses her mind. She's like, I don't need you guys. And she storms out. She leaves. She storms out. Nobody knows where she goes. It's 1870. Nobody knows where she goes. She's gone for days. So so it's she's mad specifically because he's given a, a tiny portion Cause, of this. Because he's yes. relented to his brother that it yes. just comes. And because, she doesn't think he deserves anything. No, because she's like, who exactly. is this guy? We've been here. Because part of the story. And Where's we, my 20,000 acres? Exactly. Yes. Part of the well, story. yeah. I mean, right, like her and her half-brother this whole time have been working towards this one thing and then all of everything is disrupted with yeah. one fell swoop and of course she's a woman and not, and she's half-sister with Wyatt but not the half that's the part of this other family. Yeah. So she's getting literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and part of the story develops is there, there's obviously some characters after the land as well. It ends up being, there's another character, Winona, um, and she's able, right? Winona's well, the main girl. Yeah. And so her and Kevin end up getting together and all that kind of stuff, but we're... She's like the daughter of the guy who has the ranch next door. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, so that's kind of Cheyenne, um, or the, the book as a whole. It is hard because like, so in a typical romance story, you always have the main romance characters and then you know who's going to be the hero and heroine in the next book but they're really a side character in this primary story cheyenne is a side character in this primary Absolutely. story oh, yes. so we really don't have a time we did not read brief... yeah we didn't yes. read cheyenne she gets her own story. book she gets her own book this is like a, a three-part mm -hmm. series and it's kevin and winona's book yes and yes. so cheyenne oh, is a very side character okay. so we really okay. don't have a ton of yes. information yeah, on her um because you just get a couple of scenes really and there seems like the one that Madeline said yeah, where it's like oh, okay. where well, she's angry but here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing is Wyatt is like well Cheyenne I'm gonna give Kevin this land I'm gonna give it from my portion so her portion is still remaining on oh so she does get some land. oh yeah she gets land okay she, she just, just doesn't, doesn't get her 20,000 acres she gets like she's gonna get like 10,000 acres yeah and so she's very angry. Okay. Also, her 10, here's yes. another example yes. of her character. She's I, really mad. And these are Christian people. The, these are pronouncing people who are. I don't know that she was a Christian though. Yes, she oh. was. 
Oh, yes. Talk about being crispy? Yes. Um, I'll say one other thing she does is she, when she's really mad, she's she knows how to brand cattle, and so she's angrily branding cattle, which Aww. just feels aggressive to me. Yeah. Like, it's already aggressive, but it literally talks about how she's so mad at Wyatt and, like, the whole situation, and she's just, like, out there branding cattle. I think it's really more like she needed a physical outlet. It's exactly. Not like she, on a living cow? On a cow. You understand that branding cattle is a thing that people do. No, That's I understand. That's like unnecessary no, thing but that people do. Well, it is probably angry. I feel like if you're I don't angry, know. you're going to... I don't oh, know. Cow. Well, you know how like you don't discipline your kids while you're angry. Exactly. Like, right. That's kind of a thought. I mean, we can't. Well, you're, you're not supposed to. Right. Like people say, but like <laughs> pretty much everyone. I does. never <laughs> discipline my kids when I'm angry. In ever. an ideal world, <laughs> we would never do that. Right. Maybe is that kind of what you're talking about, though? Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. That's but also, Brandon Cattle. It's not like it's the most humane thing in the world. No, 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 no. A hot I mean, iron. Yeah. So Those people tag now. So Odette, did you yeah. have another? A scene in mind for why Cheyenne was this terrible person. Oh, well, for the record, I didn't say she was a terrible person. I just didn't like her. I oh, hated her. Okay. Um, I said she was a terrible Madeline person. Madeline thinks she's a terrible person. I actually like Cheyenne. Why I do think, you like Cheyenne? I think she's misunderstood. Interesting. I think she is misunderstood. Uh-huh. I think she has every right to be mad that somebody comes in and wrecks all of her plans. It makes total sense to me. I'd be mad too. I'd be like, it doesn't matter. Like, we had a plan. We had a plan. We've worked this whole time. Who's this bozo? I don't like so what that his dad, whatever, with all these other women. That's not my problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get Cheyenne. Cheyenne makes a lot of sense to me. I don't necessarily think she goes about things the right way all the time. Sure. sure. So one of the strengths that I saw in Cheyenne, and I wrote down, was self-assurance. Because I think there is this almost um, inner compass that has driven her, right? All the way, very capable, uh, probably has some presence about her, self-confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens in, you know, listening to the things that she did when she was upset, you know, if you're in the basement of self-assurance i mean it's definitely going to come across a little arrogant mm-hmm. it could feel self-righteous over maybe stubborn mm-hmm. you know it could definitely seem like maybe you're in this place where it's like no absolutely not mm-hmm. and that i think <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> sure yeah 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 so i was wondering about that i thought um yeah i thought maybe possibly that was uh, a strength that i saw another one i i saw was um Connectedness, um, because I do think there's an ability in connectedness, you know, it's all the parts Hmm. connect together. So there's this, Hmm. um, I don't know, that was something I I saw and wondered about in her. Yeah, I couldn't really pick up on a specific strength, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking something in the executing domain. Mm -hmm. So each of these strengths, they fall within one of four domains, whether you're an executor, like you, you like to do things. You're an influencer, you trumpet a message, make it known, you're either strategic thinking or relater. So I was thinking one of the strengths in the executing domain, just because a lot of her reactions mm-hmm. um, result in her doing something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, yes. it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a lot, and it's not really, she doesn't lean into relationship, right? Like she kind of pulls back yes, from relationships. Absolutely. And, and so I was like, oh man, she goes out and brands the cattle. She <laughs> runs out and it's just, it's very do much it. isolated mm-hmm. and I'm just going to do something to yeah. help me process mm-hmm. or just get away from the situation. So I was thinking, okay, she might have some of these executing strengths in here yeah. that like, that and we just see them occurring in yeah. the raw a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. good. Responsibility actually yeah. mm-hmm. surfaced to my head because it's such a powerful strength. But its word is its bond. So if you 
you know, if you blow your word with responsibility, you lose all credibility. If she felt like Wyatt broke his word or the, um, the, the mm -hmm. word from her dad, like this is my half of the ranch. It's mm -hmm. very hard um, to like build that bridge back. Of trust once trust that's is broken. that's one of my top and I, and that's why your reaction to it actually right and that's like that. something and I always I always feel awkward like when you read the story of like the prodigal son I empathize so strong with that yeah, older brother I'm just like yeah. you know what I don't I don't buy it that younger <laughs> brother comes back and gets whatever the heck he wants I was here the whole time <laughs> yeah. so I get those so that makes a lot of sense to me because yeah. I know what I'm struggling with kind of go oh yeah well yeah. when you think about you think about responsibility they're owners they're mm -hmm. not renters Ever. Yeah. yeah so everything about anything that's attached to her name she feels yeah. ownership over mm -hmm. it it's not like oh I'm renting this out other people can have some it's like nope this is my this name this is mine this is mine <laughs> so whether it's land whether it's a project whether it's people mm -hmm. so a lot of times, and I have responsibility in my top, we can get really possessive. <laughs> and yep. so, yeah, you can see some of that Definitely. probably a little bit more in the raw mm -hmm. for, for this gal here. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot is in the raw for Cheyenne. That one, that one I'll admit like, to. And that makes sense because, again, this isn't her book, so it wouldn't be giving, like... Right. You wouldn't be getting her backstory. We're going to get, like, her mm -hmm. journey, probably, in, in, the other in her, her actual It would be interesting yes. to find out. Of course, you probably don't want to, Madeline, but I would because some I do want to because her the guy in her book is Falcon Falcon and Cheyenne which are the two most the like weirdest combo yeah, he's the guy who hate his head yes and, like, amnesia right. yes. yes and they're both oh, like yeah. these like trackers that can live in the wilderness both Cheyenne and Falcon it's just super intriguing I would definitely read that that's book. Oh, for sure. Well, and I think one of the issues I had was she always felt like she was like woe is me no one's no one's like here when, when they were all trying to get to know each other so she would like right. get really mad throw a pity party go out in the woods and like not care versus like the reality of like yeah but they're all trying to deal with the situation like, Wyatt was literally trying to make it work Kevin was also like look I'm not demanding Falcon was like I could literally care less about land Falcon's like peace I'm leaving <laughs> like I just you want know, to do my own like, thing and so I feel like that part felt weird to me because I feel like she was just being very aggressive and like not being willing to like which ties to probably some of the things he already talked yeah yeah like she wouldn't and that was like and that's frustrating for an adult human you're trying to solve something you know that you all didn't expect you know this is hilarious to hear because that's not how I interpreted her actions literally at all <laughs> I was like what are you talking about pity party she never had a pity party yeah she oh my gosh yes she did she had the wilderness for so long that was wasn't like, a pity party she, she was, was just upset. like she couldn't deal and so she had to walk away from the situation in order to keep from branding something Right. She'd already branded all the cattle. <laughs> and rebranding. So, and this is the basis of what we do. Yeah. Right, Jolene? Exactly. So like, people look at the same exact situation yes. and see two so or three very, or four very different things. Yeah. Yes. That's this wild. is the, exactly what we do. That's and that's, funny. that's really where the power of strengths lies mm -hmm. is that there is more than one yes. way to see it. Yes. One perspective. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, which leads us to our next character. I think that Morgan that should be the one to lead us. <laughs> I led us in my hatred of Cheyenne. Yes. Morgan, tell us a little bit about Paul from Redeeming Love. I, oh my gosh, I'm going to try to do this without vomiting, blowing up. Yeah. I don't even know. Okay, so Redeeming Love, probably a lot more people are familiar with the story um, about um, Angel and... Michael. Michael. Um, right? She yeah, is, is right. Sorry. So Angel is a <laughs> prostitute, and it's literally retelling of the story of Hosea, um, Hosea in the Bible. 
Michael feels like he's supposed to marry her. He rescues her from prostitution. She returns to it. He goes back and gets her again. She returns to it. It's this whole thing. It takes place in this um, mining, gold rush, mm-hmm. San Francisco town. era town. Um, in, in old western times, like the 1800s. Yes. Um, and so it's a beautiful story. Highly recommend this book. Paul is Michael's brother-in-law, correct? Yes. Michael had a sister. She died. Paul was married to his sister. So in Paul, childbirth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, she died in childbirth. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yes. Um, so Paul has been out working the gold mines. Mm-hmm. Trying to get Grieving. It yes. Grieving. Working doing his thing. You, working in the gold mines. And so it, I think it's about halfway through the book when he even makes an appearance. He comes back. And um, finds Michael. Is married. Uh, Michael is married to Angel. She's living in his home. And Paul, no, because she was a very famous prostitute. She well, had to pay a lot well, of gold to, to see well, her. If you know right. I mean. she, she was, was top well known. tier. Yeah, you had yes. to give a lot. You had to pay a lot of money. And to have so a Paul immediately recognizes her and thinks she's scamming Michael because he's like, right. "Well, I know that Michael doesn't know what you did." And before. it's not clear either, like if Paul actually paid for her services. Prior to this, right? Just more that he probably wanted. To, I think but never that could. I think that he never could afford it. Is yes. the the vibe yeah, yeah, yeah. because, because of because of a scene? Yeah, I don't well, think because of a scene. But it, uh, yeah, I would I agree. Think, well, yeah. I think because with that scene that happens, mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of insinuated that he was never able to afford her. Correct. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. right. then he ends up taking what he wants from her. Yes. Yes. Later scene. Yes. Correct. She pays him based on the fact that. He took her to town. He drove her to town. So right. So she pays him. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, how are you going to pay me for driving Correct. me to town? Correct. So, right. So, anyway, so he's mad at Angel. He tells Michael what, who she is or who he thinks she is. Michael punches him. He's like, that's my wife you're talking about. Also, I know. Also, I knew about all of this. Right. right. <laughs> and so, then, basically, what ends up happening, right. So, Paul, Angel is, is dealing with the, it's one of the return to prostitution scenes. And she, Paul's going to leave. And she hitches a ride with Paul. Paul does take. You say take what he wants. I don't. He doesn't really want it. It's a. It's about a power thing. It's a power. It's a power, power, power thing with yeah. Paul. So they like have this um, sexual exchange on the way back to town. It's awful. Um, uh, it's also a really powerful scene because that's one of the first times that Angel. Like, because then she she throws up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the first time because she, like, at this point she's been married to Michael for a while. And her, Mm -hmm. the levels of um, her opening herself up to intimacy has started again. So that's, Mm -hmm. it's really, it feels more, um. Pivotal. Like a violation. Violation, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's one thing with Paul. And then the other thing with Paul is that he kind of, he has that abutting land thing Close-ish to Michael, and then later on in the story, he has a romance of his own and gets married to this girl who's way too good for him. Miriam? Sure, I don't remember her name. And honestly, that makes me mad too. And then Paul is the one who goes back and finds Angel at the very end and is like, Michael still, I'm so... He goes back and he's like, I'm so sorry, Angel. I can't believe all this stuff happened. And Angel forgives him. And then he's like, Michael, Michael still loves you. You should go back to him. And she does. Well, it's been like years. Cause then at that point she had, she wasn't prostituting herself. She actually had a home where she was 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah, had she had yeah. been able to like break she out of the life, a, and she created a this rehabilitation center. Oh, and it was beautiful, absolutely. Life. She is one hundred percent. She deserves all the best. I'm happy that her story ended the way it did. I don't think Paul deserves squat diddly. Yeah, I, yeah he's tough, garbage. Tough, tough, tough. Garbage. He's definitely. And one Go. of the things I, you know, with Give us Paul, a strength. <laughs> <laughs> one fiends. of the things we'll with, say fiends. Well, fiends. Exactly. Maybe not strengths. Maybe not. Maybe too strong of a language. Like, yeah, let's do things for sure. Um, the, uh, Go. The, the one strength about Paul is he definitely <laughs> has a victim mentality mindset. Yeah. So oh, sure. one of the sure. themes that you see operating in his story is in the raw. You know, mm-hmm. he's definitely... My first thought was he was a relator because there was such a deep, deep caring for the wife that died and that he wasn't able to pull himself from grief to a futuristic mindset. He could, it was like, and, and, and also like this, he saw Michael as his brother. Like correct. He, and there was this, mm-hmm. I've got to protect component. And wasn't, so, and Angel was wearing some of the sister's clothing. Clothing. Yeah. Tess's clothes. Yeah. 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 Messed really him up. Messed so him I, up. I felt like there was probably a very deep-seated mm-hmm. relator mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that we're dealing with the victim mindset. Mm-hmm. So in its balcony, I mean, it's it's just, it's, it's wonderful, caring, trusting, and love. But in its basement, it has this um, click. Just the two of Nobody can get in. You don't get to love him. You don't get to be a part mm-hmm. of this. You can't, because of the victim component and the mm-hmm. part that is just traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw that. I had put a couple of words. Um, he's focusing on the weakness, punitive, negative, critical. There's all these components that are like in that space of broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was also thinking, you know, again, I didn't have a specific strength, but again, kind of back to the domains of the categories, something in the influencing domain, just mm-hmm. because of that power trip. Yeah. Um, we see mm-hmm. power trips oftentimes with people who are in these influencing domains, mm-hmm. but it's the raw of mm-hmm. it. Um, and so like when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about like significance yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah it's just Mm -hmm. like these these Mm -hmm. strengths where it's like man if you really are in the raw there's such a it's it there's more it's a heavy hitter Mm -hmm. so there are certain strengths that we call heavy hitters so that if every strength in the raw it's going to be negative but there are certain strengths it just has a bigger impact Mm -hmm. or a potential for a much larger impact um just because of the way they naturally present themselves and i feel like with like just with his character, it just had so much impact. His mm-hmm. raw had such a huge ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why mm-hmm. I was seeing some yeah. of these absolutely. I could totally see there. that possibly even competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. it's a very the loser. The idea yeah. that I am so mad at God. How yeah. could you have done like almost this? Mm-hmm. And I know there's so many layers in that space, but yeah. I, you know, the significance of it. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted Sign- you. No, no. But the significance of even you're wearing my wife's clothes. Clothing. Who, yeah. like, how, who do you think? How dare mm-hmm. you come mm-hmm. and be a part of? Our righteous family, yeah. and and so you mm-hmm. see some of that. Like, That's no, we we. Do you know the yep. character that we have? Do you know like mm-hmm. the stature that we are mm-hmm. upholding here? Who are you yep. to come in mm-hmm. and and belittle slander that or that. slander yeah. that? That's slander a great that. word. And there is some of that. Sometimes I see mm-hmm. in the raw form of context because there's this uh, like it's a very deep, robust historical frame of lessons from the past are this is who our family is this is mm. what our institution the memory of who we are yeah. and so it's mm. slow to react to change you know it's like uh, no i will not accept you i close-minded almost living in that mm-hmm. past place so in the mm. raw in the, yeah. the basement it could 
So I even thought possibly there's some of that element in there. Mm-hmm. I thought he kind of lived a double standard because he definitely had paid for prostitutes, but then oh, got yeah. mad that like... 100%. And so I feel oh. like that was an issue too, is like you are acting <laughs> self-righteous and like how dare you. And part of it, yes, is for Michael, but then you literally sleep with his wife. So there's this level of like... Mm-hmm. It, I know right. it's a power trip, but I'm saying that if he actually truly cared for Michael, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have manipulated Angel in that way. And I, and for her, it was like, whatever. Like this is like yeah. been my whole life. I and will so, say though, that immediately after that happens, he also does it. Like, he kind of... It's not like he gloats about oh, that no, no, element no, 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 to no. Michael. Like, no. he immediately is like, oh, shoot. Yeah, Just shouldn't have done that. Should not have done this. Probably Poorly done. Yes, yeah. poorly done, yeah. But I, I feel like he lived this double standard, and he, like, had these expectations for other people, but then mm-hmm. wouldn't live them on his own, probably because of that victim yeah. mentality sure. of, like, yeah. well, I'm going to judge someone else for not living up to a standard that I myself can't even, fa- you know, yeah. fathom yeah. And anymore. And I think so. we, talked, we, we talked about this in the episode, because I... I mean, I don't like Paul. What's there to like about Paul? Um, but but I don't vehemently hate him. Yeah, like Morgan neither do I. Yeah. Like sh- I mean, yeah. he doesn't intrigue me like more like Cheyenne and isn't or is intriguing to Morgan. But um, I think we we talked about like that Francine Rivers is almost making this comparison. Like Angel is in a very physical prison. Like she is enslaved. Yeah. Yeah to mm-hmm. the madam mm-hmm. of the prostitution house that she works in mm-hmm. and she has a physical prison and she had to escape from that. And Paul is also in a prison hmm. and it's a prison of self-righteousness. It's a prison that he can't escape from without mm-hmm. somebody's help. Just that person being the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we talked yeah. about that too, mm-hmm. because there's this juxtaposition of these two people who are in very real prison. They're both in yeah. very different, but very yeah. real prisons yeah. mm-hmm. and their journeys out of those places throughout the novel. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, to your point, but just to add to it, I mean, I see both in Angel, mm-hmm. right? So she mm-hmm. is in a very physical prison, but like it's that internal prison mm-hmm. as well. And I think it's really interesting that the yeah. character who is dealing with a very internal prison mm-hmm. is the one who starts to lock that key in her heart again mm-hmm. to her internal prison. Yeah. Because yeah. as, it, you know, Michael and the Lord, yes. it's really just her interactions mm-hmm. yeah. of, with the love of the mm-hmm. Lord through Michael, mm-hmm. that key, that mm-hmm. door right. started to get oh, cracked right. open, yeah. and then it shuts again mm-hmm. when she's encountering, or she, when she's in a close proximity, I mean, really close proximity. Yes, yes. Right? But uh-huh. violated by someone who is dealing with their Same own emotion. internal prison. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, that's a beautiful that's picture, Adeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and then if you think about it at the end, the person who really brings her back to Michael it's is Paul. Paul because he's been able to get out of his own prison and he realizes. And she has too. And she has too. But except there's a part her, of her, yeah. except for the part that she won't let herself really love Michael. In she that won't way, let herself be loved, loved by Michael. Michael. That's yeah. it. So I she's think in love, in love with him. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that that's an interesting mm-hmm. kind of finale to that yeah. book because just as you mentioned, like he's the one who begs her to come mm-hmm. because my, you know, and she's like, oh, Michael will probably marry Miriam. And she has this whole thing. And so I feel like that's a really interesting perspective. Like, How dare you? I married Miriam. We're expecting a baby. Aren't you happy for us? And Morgan's like, no, I'm not happy for you. And then the rest <laughs> of the world's Miriam. like, listen, God can redeem the unlovable. <laughs> 
And yeah. also his name's Paul, which feels like a very specific choice. Damascus. About, exactly. Right. Like, if we think about oh, Francie Harris. Boom, boom. Wow. Good. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? I never thought of that. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> And you yeah. know Francie chose that on purpose. Oh, wait, wait, break sure. it down for the people. Oh, yeah, so so obviously in the Bible... <laughs> that was like, preach, go! Preach, girl! So if we think about in the Bible, Saul, he was Saul, became Paul in the Bible, was like one of the worst offenders. He was persecuting Christians, going all over the Roman Empire, so, killing them, self-righteous, so and then bad. he... And then he literally, Morgan's just really upset about all the Pauls. No, this is a really good point. I'm no, glad that you're oh, making oh. it. Add some depth, add some Because so, <laughs> we all know his transformation of on the, on, the, on the road to Damascus where he meets yeah. the Lord and is blinded and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I, I think that the reality of he's so, re- yeah, and he now he's the in so many ways he inspired so many Christians and transformed Christianity for what we know today and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and even he wrote so many books of the Bible. And so I think that it's like, obviously the Paul and the Redeeming Love didn't do that extent, but I do think there is something about like being redeemed even if you yourself are a terrible human, that God still can see that and bring it out and that you can still have a beautiful life. So Yeah, you know, I, and I wish I could think about which book opens up. Maybe, Jolene, you might know. But um, the book that Paul wrote, I mean, we know there's several, but it starts off with, you know, there's not a single person, basically, who's more... Um, I'm the chiefest of sinners. Yes, 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 I'm the chiefest of sinners. And, you know, I had a discussion with someone a a couple months ago, and basically she was breaking that down Mm -hmm. um, and Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, she's like, I don't think he was saying that just because, like, or as, uh, (laughs) or just even as um, in light of, like, oh, as Christians, we're all sinners. She goes, Mm -hmm. no, I genuinely think he was talking, like, fully about himself because of his past and looking at what he's mm-hmm. done. Like, she's like, I don't think that it was just something that he just no. casually got over. <laughs> no, it's right. like his entire right. life yeah, was right. based, no, I am the chiefest of sinners. Yes. And so you I don't just... know how many people I have. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then looking yes. at his, like, what... Because like, he mostly spoke... He worked with the Gentiles, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yes. And so yeah. not with Jews, which I think right. is very interesting yeah. because Absolutely. of his past. But, yeah. I mean, so when you look at... Break, connect it back to Paul, it's like mm-hmm. when you look at, okay, who actually is the chiefest of sinners in this mm. book? Like, I don't really think it's Angel. No. <laughs> I think it... Right. We right. Think she it's, was forced into that life. Right. She was she forced. And, the, I mean, there was a lot of... There's, you know, a lot of decisions that she made along the way. But, sure. yes, yeah, she was forced that life. Right. But when you look at Paul, I think he's easily the character that is the worst. Well, this. other than, okay, like, okay, the obvious true. bad yes. guy. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yes, Correct. obviously. But, like, but right, yeah. right, yes. 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 Yeah, so on, on, on the ranking of like people who are <laughs> yes. just that aren't normal, evil. who aren't yeah. regular people who aren't who aren't demonic, who aren't the devil. Yes. yes. So <laughs> thank you for that clarification. Yes. I know people are listening. Like Brianna, excuse me. <laughs> there <laughs> was one. Yes. There was one. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so one of the e- like really evil yes, characters absolutely. who are in just True. the family context. Yeah. Um, And so I just, yeah, I just think that's a good analogy there. And if you think about it, the way that he approaches um, Angel at the end is very humble. Like he comes Mm -hmm. in, and in the movie, if you've seen the movie, he comes in with his hat in his hands and he's like... Oh, and he starts weeping. And he's weeping and he's so brokenhearted. It's a really good scene. It's a really good scene. No, it is a good (laughs) scene. I'll admit that it's a good scene. And so I feel like that seems very Paul, I know his name's Paul, but very biblical Mm Paul-esque, where it's like this idea of like, but I can't believe I was chosen to 
to, mm-hmm. to be loved by God and that I got this chance again. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow. We could talk that about that good. for a long time. I feel like That's it's a little right there. I know. Right? It is. That's, That's good. good. So much. That can just keep reaching. Rivers is a genius. She's such a way that she crafts a story. The beautiful characters yes. that she breathes life into. Can we get an interview with her? Oh, one can dream. What can dreams? Listen, Miss Rivers. Miss Rivers, we'd love to talk with you. Hello, Francine. We really respect you. Do you want to be on our podcast? Yeah, we are. Email us, Redeeming Lit Podcast at Gmail.com. We read two of your books in season one, so we will. You know, the we're big fans. Big fans from your. Exactly. It's true. It's true. Very inspired. So now we're going to move on to a section that is couples. So the first couple is like wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. We've got to talk about this. we got to talk about this couple. What so this a bonkers is, bananas couple this as, is. As Morgan so called um, this male character in the podcast episode, it was episode four, Jazzy Jazz and Amanda, or Belle as she was known to her family, to those who love her. To, um, those, so, to those who love her. So that was from oh um, Murder, <laughs> Murder Mayhem and a Fine Man. So we're throwing it back. Yeah, we're throwing it back. Um, yeah, to... to OG episodes, but mm-hmm. um, real quick summary is uh, Amanda is <laughs> how do you summarize this function? How do you summarize the book really quickly? I, you, go for it. Okay, I literally just re-listened to this podcast on the way here for, to this recording, so it's okay. like real fresh in my mind. So basically, okay. long story short, Amanda's a forensic psychologist. Um, her sister's the ME. They end up on her 35th birthday going to a crime scene. It ends up being that it's involved in cult things. That's her past as well, traumatic cult leaving um, and that kind of journey. Um, Along the way, she literally meets, and one of the first things she actually does is throw up on his snakeskin shoes. Is this Alligator shoes. Alligator shoes. I put alligators. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alligator shoes. I knew it was some kind of reptile. Um, His alligator shoes. His reptilian shoes. (laughs) His reptilian shoes is um, Jazz. I found this on the web. Wow, Siri, Siri was wanting me to buy some reptilian shoes. Sorry about that. <laughs> Siri's like, you know what? I got you. That's what you're looking for? Um, but anyways, so she meets, Amanda meets, <laughs> Amanda meets um, Lieutenant Jazz, or Brown. Brown, but his first name is Jazz. Yeah, it's um, Lieutenant Jazz Brown. So yeah. he's, he's... And immediately, they have this very dysfunctional, it's not even, it's very odd romance. It's, it's more like a lust Situation the whole time. It is one hundred p a lust situation. And the entire he is the fine man in the title of the book. He, Correct. He, he, he is. And she makes Amanda makes no qualms to God about about I mean no qualms about discussing with God how fine this man is. Oh yes, from the very beginning, like from the first time that she sees him at the crime scene, then. He tells her I'm unavailable over and over and over again, but, but... they still keep. <laughs> Hanging out, kissing, touching, both talking about Lord, please remove these vessels. He calls her babe. They call each other that early, early on. Oh my god! In the middle, they're solving a murder, solving a crime. It ends up the end of the book, though. This is a series. They're just friends, but they're like holding hands. So you don't even get a resolution of the fact that they're friends. But it's like maybe more. You know, eh, we'll see what happens. But also, we've made out like seventeen times over the course of this. Yes, she met his family, and his parents called everyone and was telling them that he has a a girlfriend again. Like crazy, crazy. He offered to raise an unborn child with her. That uh, uh, a theoretical child that may have happened. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It didn't even end up to be a child, but he offered. He was like, "I'll raise the baby with you. We'll raise it together." Uh, He also five thousand dollars to pay your five thousand dollars to work with him on a on on this. (laughs) 
Madeline's losing your mind on this investigation because her sister, which that's the whole situation that we won't cover. Her sister told him that Amanda wanted to be artificially inseminated and it cost $5,000. So Jess, Jess <laughs> offered to pay that so she could be artificially inseminated. And then he said, don't worry, I'll make a donation if you need. Yikes. 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 Wow. But then, so but then we find that. out that the reason this whole book, he's telling her, I can't be with you. I oh, yeah. can't be with you is because he was divorced. No, he wasn't just divorced. He he was divorced because his wife had an affair with his partner who was a woman. Yes. And then he said, to quote, I remember this, I literally just heard it. The reason why he couldn't date anyone is because he would make her be guilty of adultery even though they weren't married anymore. Interesting and theology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So here's, there's all you need to know about the couple. Amanda and Jess. Give us their wow. strength. Wait, wait, wow. I have a question for you guys. <laughs> Do you think that the author knew how to, like, was purposeful in this dysfunction? Like, okay, like, do you think the author was putting in, like, did, did they understand the level of dysfunction? Or was it just kind of put in not realizing, like, how ridiculous these characters are? You know what I mean? Again, do, do you know what I'm, yeah, I'm not sure we talked about some no, of no, it, no, that makes sense. because it is a series. And so you do wonder if there's some of the things that kind of get mentioned, for example, like that, like the fact that he was divorced and was like, I'm unavailable because of that. Is that going to get brought up again in another book and maybe kind yeah, of probably. worked through and teased through? Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I do think that there's some stuff where the author could have potentially been like, I'm going to throw all this information out here and pull some of these threads through into other books because they're going to be bigger okay. plot points. Yeah. That would not surprise me. Yeah. Just yeah. because there was we a lot. We only read the first book. Yeah, we so only read the first oh, one. Yeah, it just yeah. felt like there was so much content <laughs> and there was so much dysfunction and it was yes. like... It doesn't even feel like a purpose behind some of the dysfunction. Oh, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? So I'm like, I just, is this, it? I, I didn't understand all the purpose for it. That's right. all. I'll say that. That's fair. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, did we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was, either. you guys that was were struggling thing. a bit too. Yeah. I will say something <laughs> in general, I know we're going to talk about strengths in a minute, but something that like gets on my nerves so much is just a lack of boundaries and consistent, like, muddiness oh my god so you yes. will, like there's very little that will get on my nerves more than just like oh okay like <laughs> we can't be together but then like two seconds later they're at each other's throats or mm -hmm. lips so more it's like, like <laughs> this was all the lips it was okay. not throats yeah well except for that one scene where they were where she was mad at him because he was very aggressive oh yeah but Rightfully okay so yes but one thing that um you know to get to the strengths perspective one thing that i thought was interesting was that scene where he was being pretty aggressive and like making her answer all these questions. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I thought about, and I was like, oh, this could be a super, super raw relator slash analytical. Okay. So okay. I was thinking that because one, analytical is someone who um, they just ask a lot of questions and they don't really think about, they're thinking about the end goal not necessarily like the ripple effect mm. of the questions themselves. Mm. So they're trying to get to a solution. They're mm. trying to get to a very specific spot. Mm. And, but oftentimes we know like with questions, like it's going to be ripple. Yes, way. you can bulldoze and you can hurt people along the way. Someone who's really high and analytical, they may not be thinking about the relational aspects mm -hmm. of what the question asking mm -hmm. could be. Well, that would you definitely know, make sense. And oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But something else that might be interesting is that relator, on the other hand, 
they're known for cutting to the chase and they don't like fluffy conversation. So they'll mm. go right directly to like, who are you exactly? Like mm. what, let's not like, we're not going to deal with um, just some of the fluffy surface things. We're going to cut straight to the heart. And I've seen, I'm, I'm relators number two for me. And I can look back now that this is, I'm not comparing myself directly to this guy. This scenario. <laughs> Ooh, I, is, I was like, girl, we got to talk about this. Yeah, no, this like, is yes, an yes. extreme. But I have seen myself, but I have seen myself push um, individuals with like hmm. trying to really understand who they are. Yeah. And we didn't have that relationship yet. Mm -hmm. um, and so I could, I could kind of connect mm -hmm. to, I mean, this is an extreme example, mm -hmm. but I think that's what we're seeing with a lot of these characters right. yeah. <laughs> where they're, it's like pushing through mm -hmm. just to see like, what is the heart here yeah. and, um, being really intrusive. Mm -hmm. Um, that's so it's interesting. interesting. I could yeah. see a little bit of both of that happening. That's and I honestly, I feel like those, especially particularly analytical. I mean, he was a police yeah. detective, right? Like, right. I feel like that would be to his credit. It would right. be yeah. absolutely his as job. A, as sure. a forensic psychologist, I actually had a. I did some similarities. That I thought that created a synergy between them as couples. And one was that the, they were both driven. Mm -hmm. And I have un analytical under both of them for different yeah. reasons. Yeah. I mean, I think I based that. on you know what they were drawn to and work. Usually you're mm -hmm. drawn to something you're good at, sure. right? So there is, a, I think, you know, a, a strength in being able mm -hmm. to, you know, ask the questions, think through smart, logical, deep, thorough, um, comfortable with, you know, cheap numbers, with, you know, the analytics of, of psychology. But I also agree with you in the raw side, completely never satisfied. Mm -hmm. I love where you went with the relator. One of the thoughts, too, I had with Jazzy because... Um, you know, one was more outwardly comfortable than the other, and one was definitely more of an external. Fa I felt like he was definitely more um, externally facing competition. There was a little bit of this mm -hmm. element of, you know, always had to look good, had trendy shoes on, very fine. Mm -hmm. we, she went into great detail about how he looked. Boy, how but it was yes, also, there was a lot of trend alligator <laughs> shoes. The kinds of things that he did are very um, outward facing, and that, that space mm -hmm. um, potentially um, also... The um, I felt like with her, her drive was more in probably the achiever more mm -hmm. than in that. Mm -hmm. I think she was more of an executor, get it done kind of girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah, that makes than sense. Then actually trying to you know reach a bigger audience, he yeah. seemed like he was more about that. Mm -hmm. So those are two of the things I also felt like um, input possibly mm -hmm. a raw input, mm -hmm. you know, the question asking, yep. the relator. I hadn't thought through that. That hadn't come out, but I thought input sometimes when it's in its basement. It will just ask a million questions. Like, I've got to have more. I need more. I need more. I need to understand. I need to understand. I need to understand. I need to understand. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought possibly that was it loves to take in information. Um, mm -hmm. so I wondered about yeah. that. Here's the deal, guys. If I'm reading a romance, a, like novel, a romance book, I want to be able to get behind the relationship. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was that, that's like I get so frustrated when I cannot get behind oh, no. the relationship. And you just can't get behind this. No, it's I like it's boundaries weird. are crossed. There's some weird manipulation that's happening. The context in which... The relationship starts is disgusting. Dead bodies right. all around. She's puking on his <laughs> shoes. And she's talking her up. He carries, he carries her home. Wrong. She's talking about the feelings in her pants. <laughs> like the whole <laughs> thing is true. too much. I feel like it just. I like gag reflex. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. We, we agree. We all agree. We were like, was, what is happening in this book? It also felt like there was no indication from either of them about like how to regulate any 
anything like right. feelings emotions oh. understanding oh. any anything <laughs> but like also Not like but like I also feel like some of their impulsivities make them good at their jobs, right. but yeah. in relationship, that's like, well, that's a toxic thing. Also, it, if since it is a series, it'd be interesting to see if like they right. actually do get better, yes. or if this like absurdity is kind of how they are, yeah. Yeah. and that's just the really you guys, like, the do they world get married in which really they fast? operate? I don't know. I know. Yeah, in one of your podcasts, you talked about the different types of relationships that you see, like the push pull, or oh, like yeah. oh, that was so the meet cute. Yeah, which yes, one do you yeah. think is this one? <laughs> Oh, well, there was an immediate attraction. What's the one where they both like each other automatically? <laughs> I'm right pretty away? sure that that's the the push the pull pull. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. Unless yeah, it's the push push, push. push. or is it push push? I think I it's push, push. No, push push is where they don't. They're where like they push they each other away. That's it. They pull 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 towards. Yeah, Well, and also one could argue that it's not even a meet cute because it's at a crime scene. There's nothing cute about it. Nothing cute about the way they meet. Also, like I've. I feel like there are just so many toxic things that are spiraling all over, like uh, her relationship <laughs> with her sister, her relationship with her pastor is super oh weird, gosh, and they call each other babe, like that's, that's really so weird. weird. There's yeah. so many I things. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we can so break down that relationship. Yeah, we break that down. I saw some activator oh in there, some gosh. raw activator. Oh, Very raw. Oh, yeah. Fire ready. Aim! It was yeah. like, it was definitely <laughs> not thought through, and she would go and oh some gosh. of the things that were like... I, and I couldn't oh. follow. Mm -hmm. I had a hard time. Yeah, like when she literally the bouncing ball. knocks on the door of the cold house and just waltzes right in. Yeah. You're like, what Without any backup? What are you doing? She's mad at him because he pushed her, oh, which is fair. And God. she's like, you know what? Oh, I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? In that scenario, you probably. He's the police, so yes, you did. Yeah, I mean, like, just at the very basic level. At the basic oh, level. I don't need you. Goodness. We're dealing with the occult, dead it's bodies, right. and potatoes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's like, like med labs. Med labs. Oh, my yeah. god. Yeah, exactly. I've been in the occult before, but hey, yeah. I don't need you. It's I, anybody I, else. I know what I, I, don't I know what to look for. Talk about self-assurance. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, really. For sure. Yeah. Wow. Oh, awesome. my gosh. Wow. Thank you, guys. That was actually really good insight into those two. We just had to talk about them again. Is what we basically did. Crazy sauce, man. Um. So last but not least, our couples. So we had a lot of strong feelings about the next couple, Liam and Olivia from the book Plot Twist. We actually were mm -hmm. able to ask the author, Bethany Turner, who so willingly reached out to us and wanted us mm -hmm. to talk to her. We asked her a lot of questions about Liam and Olivia, but we would love to obviously hear from you ladies. But a quick summary of the book Plot Twist is that you basically meet um, Olivia. Um, the like in uh, the very beginning of the book and um, she uh, basically meets this guy in a coffee shop on February 4th and they have this really cute encounter mm -hmm. and basically she's trying to write a script. She's, Another pull pull yes, meet cute. Yes, very, mm -hmm. very. Um, and he's this like very dashing um, guy and he wants to be an actor and she wants to be a screenwriter and so like 10 years from now we're going to meet. Let's meet right here again. And we'll like talk we'll about our together. successes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And we'll do a movie together. And basically the whole book is that um, time period for 10 years. Right. Each, each chapter is like February 4th. Of, in a different year. Yes. Mm -hmm. like moving towards and so the you, 10 year mark. And yes. so you watch her kind of, ex like most of her 30s, because I think she's in her late 20s, early 30s when she starts, so she's 40 by the end. Yeah. But yeah, so it's pretty much her journey. And Liam is her um, friend, but they also. Boyfriend, her boyfriend in the beginning. Yes. And then, then they, they break up. They break up. It's friendship. But it's friendship. But then they're like, what are we? Wait, what why did they we? break up for the first time? 
Because the why they broke up for the first time was the stupidest part of the whole thing. Okay. He <laughs> broke out into this adorable song in the middle of the co- in the middle of this coffee shop and was like interacting with her on something that she said and her internal thought process was, "Oh, we can't be together anymore. He's clearly a main character. I'm a yeah. side character. Main characters yeah. never go for side characters, so she mm-hmm. broke it off." Yeah. And then he dated her friend. But then throughout the book, her her friend Fiona that lived with her, throughout the book, her and Liam, which was a huge issue we had with mm-hmm. the book, is both times he was dating someone else and him and her kissed. One time it was Fiona, her friend. Another time it was a girl named Samantha who lived in Boston. So anyways, it was pretty just a pretty toxic, that side of it was pretty toxic. Um, but in the end... But they remained like... Cordial friends, and but then right. realized that they couldn't. I think after the second time they kissed, yeah, they like, realized, we can't, yeah, yeah, because there was this strong mag- magnetism to them. Um, Clearly, yeah, and also <laughs> the book focuses a lot on how Olivia realizes that she's her own main character and she doesn't right. need to. Right. That's so that's her, her own self discovery. Yeah, and then on February fourth, ten years later, she ends up being with Liam, um, mm-hmm. and it's and great. She does meet that guy, and he's a she great screenwriter or um, director. He's a director, and, and she also re- meets Hamish McDougal. Yeah, who turns out they're two different people. Because she she meets everybody full yeah. circle. She full thinks circle that woman. that Hamish McDougal is the guy she met in the coffee shop because she never got his name. Just remember, is kind of what he looks like. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I was looking over just like the differences between Olivia and Liam from like a couple standpoint, thinking about you know. A lot of the different couples that I get a chance to sit with and, and being able to kind of first off see where those different giftings lie and how they're going to be able to navigate. The first thought I had is Olivia's a strong strategic mm-hmm. thinker. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got, I saw intellection. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a great card writer. So yes. she spends a lot of time and then comes out with these extremely great phrases, mm-hmm. right, that we all purchase and buy. So there's something in that. Um, mm-hmm. She gets time, has to have time to think. She's philosophical. There's a reflection aspect. Right. She spends, she writes a, a movie script for 10 years. For 10 years. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's never going to She definitely, yes. she an artist. going in. <laughs> exactly. Very much an artist. Yes. An artist. Mm-hmm. The second strength I saw in that really strong strategic gifting was ideation. The mm-hmm. ability to grab a hold of ideas, fluff them, you know, mm-hmm. put them up on the shelf, oh, yeah, bring yeah. them back, over mm-hmm. this is constant, and then futuristic. And I saw that because she makes a plan with a for rando. ten years out. <laughs> for ten years yeah, out. Yeah, it's like, like a, with a rando. That's kind of like a fantasy island Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, there's futuristic. That's great. There's a whole, but that's very. But she awesome. sticks to it. That's yeah, amazing. that's amazing. That's a, like, man, you're oh, futuristic what? for sure. I you know, I don't think that way at all. I don't. I can't even tell you, like, oh, where do I want to be in 10 years? I can give you a couple of very broad strokes, but yeah. <laughs> to make a plan for relational. 10 years out. Yeah, I'm Correct. way more like, hey, what are we doing right now? Right. You know, what, what are we doing this year? <laughs> and that's where I saw Liam. Mm-hmm. I saw him more in that strong relational Oh, yeah, who's gifting. right mm-hmm. in front of him. In the I'm gonna break yeah. into song and tell you I love you know it's just yeah. this like yeah. carpe diem. I'm gonna I'm gonna propose to this girl tonight, Correct. but this other person's right in front of me. Let me just kiss them. Like right. it's just very <laughs> oh, oh, wow. absolutely. absolutely carpe diem. Live for today, ask forgiveness tomorrow. And the idea too mm. even was almost like individualization came up in my mind because I think he's probably able to intuitively know who Olivia is, how to push her buttons. Yeah. In the raw, you can struggle with making people decisions when you're mm-hmm. high in individualization. You're a good mm-hmm. people strategist when you're in your mature. and when you, But when you're in that basement, it can be like, mm, I kind of like her. 
Let's just see. You know, I saw that. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a very strong relational pull on him, and there's a very strong strategic pull on Mm -hmm. them, which is extremely opposite. And they were like, meant for each other. Yeah, 100%. Right. Which is why they couldn't stay away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Even when they tried. And yeah. 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 I think it is also interesting out because she just basically drops off the face of the earth, goes to Italy. Yeah. For a mm-hmm. year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doesn't no. say goodbye. Like, just kind yeah, of like, I was going to go for a couple You're days, sure. I'm but I'm going to leave for a year. And so it, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting that she's able to pull away so quickly mm-hmm. um, and for an entire year. Right. But I do think it's interesting, like, just some of the cycles of coming mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So that's why you do see, like, oh, no, you definitely have some of those. I don't think mm-hmm. it's just a romantic pool. Yeah. There are people who do have that relational mm-hmm. hardwiring. Mm-hmm. There's that, like, no, I do circle back. So even, you know, I don't know if she has a later in her top, but there is something mm-hmm. about like once I've decided you're in mm. my circle, you're in my circle for life. Mm. So I may it may be a year, but a year later, you're still just right. as important to me and just mm-hmm. as close to me when I see you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, yeah, they're very much that way. You're right. That's yeah. a good call out because she did come back and there was this yeah pull. Um, yeah, and oftentimes I see that. Um, yeah, with strategics, you know, there's yeah. a lot of later mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they could just be a soul tie. Could be. It could be all things soul But we'll we'll point. tie it to strengths. Sure. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, she also kind of did that with the coffee shop itself, that experience, oh, yeah. as well as Absolutely. Fiona, because her and Fiona had a falling out, but they ended up then redeeming their relationship. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. so, because there there was a lot there. Like you know, Fiona dated her ex boyfriend, but she said she was fine. So there's a lot to it. So I'm wondering, hmm. to your point, Brianna, if it's not necessarily that it was a soul tie, but it was more the way she was wired was like this this pull. So even if things get messy, messy and I'm going to take a step back but then I'm also willing to yeah like admit once I know how I actually understand myself and where I'm at you know because a lot of it too was her own self-discovery I think was really necessary um, along the way so yeah and, and intellection definitely is slow to act you yes know, they don't you know they don't like waste the, their loners oftentimes while they're making decisions they will go away um, they might just leave the house and take a drive. They might mm-hmm. be yeah. gone to Italy. For, but, but, but they will go away and, like, firm up their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then when they're ready to speak, especially if something traumatic happens, happens or some sort of a quick, fast, something that was out of their control. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like kissing your ex-boyfriend well, when he's dating someone else. Well, remember, how is that out of anyone's bro- control? No, but she broke up. That's why she went to Italy. Right. Is because her and her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. She, 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 she her boyfriend cool. broke up. And, and they had had these tickets. Correct. Yeah. So that, to me, that felt like a little bit about, mm-hmm. a, you know, so it was yeah, like, yeah. I've got to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll come back whenever I know. Honestly, I maybe I need to go to Italy next time. I need to think. <laughs> I was actually thinking I think that I, I think we should all go to Italy. <laughs> Let's do it. Odette, instead of us coming back to find some guys, we could just find some Italian home. Hey. Not a bad idea. Listen, I'm expand out from our day in to day out, you know? That's great. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love it. I love it. And gelato, you know. <laughs> win, win, win. Win, win, win. win. <laughs> Triple. Triple. Amazing. Well, do you have anything else, either of you, about Leah oh and Olivia? Oh, my goodness. This was so fun. Or anything All about characters? All I can characters, say is that like, this is a... <laughs> 
you know, a relationship that I feel like I can get behind. It yes. was, yeah. it yeah, was frustrating in the moment. Yeah. I wish it like unfolded somewhat differently. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. a re- for the book for the purposes of the book. Yeah. Like okay, I get it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And if everybody it, makes bad choices. Right. Yes. If this was a friend, I would be really annoyed. But sure. Um, <laughs> I can get behind this relationship, and I, you know, I can root for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yes. did the same. I yes. felt yes. the same very yeah. much. Yes. I thought, you know. This definitely feels different. Yeah. Yeah. There's some areas of we're gonna have to work through yeah. some of that. There's some, some areas toxic of potential for growth. Yep. You know, opportunities. Opportunities. Areas of opportunity. Yeah. Yes. But as I we like to say. I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to yell to either of them. Run, run, run the hill. The road. Did I didn't bother reading it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you take your dysfunction over to side A. You right. take your dysfunction over to side B, and right. you work on it. Yeah. Work apart. On it. Apart. And maybe you shouldn't be. That's not how we felt about Liam and Olivia. Just yeah. 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 That's crazy. We, we in the end, you love Liam and Olivia. No, yeah. it's true. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I definitely could get behind them. Yeah. For sure. Well, this was Yay, so this was so much fun, you guys. This was so 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 fun. Yeah. Um, and I'll say from our perspective, if you found this conversation to not only be a delightful podcast, but also feel like that level of understanding of yourself or even maybe your team, if you work at a company, Brianna and Jolene do this full time. So y'all can reach out. Um, we'll link their um, website in our Instagram stories as this episode comes out, but also pickensandcampbellrate.com. Yeah. Yes. Um, you can find out their services, understand kind of what they do. And, you know, there's a lot of good Im- information on there. Um, yeah. And you can also just... Google Strength Finders if you're just curious for yourself and want to yeah, find out yeah, more sure. about it. More. Yeah. Strengths yeah. S Finder, right? Yeah. Plural. Plural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is more than one. Brianna's like, hold up. There's, there, there's already in. <laughs> yeah, but this was amazing. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep keep it lit. lit!